and welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And we thank you for listening to the podcast. Feel free to follow us on any platform you get your podcasts. We are available everywhere. And it has been a tumultuous two weeks here as we look forward to the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed our last episode where we recap some of our best and worst takes of the year. And now we go into this highly anticipated Super Bowl of the Chiefs and Eagles. Yeah, really a very good matchup. And probably one of the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl in a while, I feel like. Yes, two very high-powered offenses, very good coaches, and it should be a very, very competitive game among two of the best teams in the league. Um, in my opinion, two out of the three bests, because I think that the 49ers, well, we all know the 49ers deserve to be here, but and if they didn't have their fifth-string quarterback, they would have won, but that's beside the point. It's still going to be a very good game. Yeah, just to say how good these teams are and how close they are, I'll throw in this stat from Field Eats on Twitter. Both of these teams have a 16-3 overall record. Both of these teams have 546 points scored. Both teams have six All-Pros, including a Kelsey brother and their quarterback. And both teams were the number one seed in their conference. <laughs> wow, that's, that's astounding. Yeah, really a, a very fun stat for that one. Yes, and I think that speaks to just, yeah, the excitement level going into this game. A lot of good stories here, like Andy Reid facing his former team, the Kelsey brothers going after it. It's going to be a very entertaining matchup. So let's start it right off here with our picks. So I guess I'll start off here. So in the Super Bowl, I have the Philadelphia Eagles winning by a score of 25 to 23. 25? Yes. All right. And do you care to explain how this score might come to pass? Well, I believe that the Eagles are going to be able to score three touchdowns as well as a field goal. Gotcha. Wait, so you're anticipating possibly a two-point conversion happening here at some point? I am. Okay, interesting, interesting. Not out of Sirianni's realm there. He is known to do some weird things. Um, But I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going to have a similar score but a different... Um, winner here as I will have the Kansas City Chiefs winning this 24-20. to And I just think Kansas City is the better team in this this matchup mainly and only due to Patrick Mahomes because the story here is you look at the units of all the teams and I would say that the Eagles have a better D-line. I'd say the Eagles have a better O-line. I would say the Eagles have a better run game, a better receiving game. And they have been a very consistent team all year, but I do believe in the magic of the Chiefs and their Super Bowl experience here because the Eagles, I mean, who among them has played in a Super Bowl? Very true. But this one too, like as you said, very close teams, and it's hard to find some edges here. I mean, I was looking through a lot of stats and find these teams ranked similarly in a lot of different categories. Like we said, exact same points scored very closely, and uh, rush yards per attempt, rushing defense, scoring defense, like so many things where they were very close. So it's hard to, to pick an edge here. But you know, one of the edges that I found that I think could play a very big part in this, and I think is a big part of why I picked the Eagles in this one, so the Eagles led the NFL in carries per game with three or less yards to go. And they also had the highest success rate in the NFL of 71%. Pretty good set, right? 
But there's also another part to add to this. Kansas City is 30th this year in red zone percentage for their defense. So I think this could play a big part of when you get in goal-to-goal situations. I think the Eagles certainly have the ability to punch it in. Whereas the Chiefs have struggled a bit this year with their red zone defense and short yard situations. I, that is a good point. And I am I could use my point that uh, I've been using in the playoffs that rushing teams, the team with more rushing yards, have more, are like 10 and 2 these playoffs. But I, I will use that and say that those two, lo- the two wins by teams that didn't were the Chiefs. The Chiefs have had less than their opponent and they've still come out on top. So I don't believe that that will play a factor here. And also, Jalen Hurts has not thrown for over 200 yards in these last two, in these the two playoff games he's played in. And I don't think he's the same as he was in the regular season. Now, both quarterbacks are dealing with injuries, but I think Mahomes was the better quarterback, and I think he still is the far superior quarterback in this game, and that's what it's going to come down to for me. I just don't trust Hurts in those big-time situations. And I, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I don't fear their receivers because I just I don't fear the quarterback throwing to them. And that's kind of just the the... the the X factor there is that I just think the passing game of the Chiefs will be able to exploit the Eagles much more than the Eagles passing game will be able to exploit the Chiefs. I think you made some good points there. Like the last one, yes, the Chiefs passing game, I'd say, is better. Even though I believe that the Eagles have better weapons in general. Yes. But Mahomes is so good, he compensates otherwise. I think where the Eagles could come into play there is if they are gashing you with runs all day and the Chiefs have to start putting more guys in the box, they're going to hit you over the top with a big play from A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith. But like I had seen, they had not been hitting those last couple weeks. And But I did want to mention back to your first point there that Hurts hadn't, hadn't had over 200 yards these two playoff games. I think those are very script-related, as well as possibly a little bit injury-related as they were blowing out the Giants by a lot, and then versus the 49ers, they were not, that game was not close either. So Hurts really didn't have to do anything, and I think they wanted to keep it out of his hands as well. Yeah, that could be true, but for this game, if you want to beat Kansas City, you're going to have to throw the ball, and not having done that for, what, like nine on five weeks now because he was out, like that's going to definitely play a factor here. And, and you may see some rust, and you really can't afford to lose any ground on the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true, and really could play a big part in it if Hurts isn't 100% there. And I also am trusting the Chiefs a lot more than the Eagles this year because of what I have seen this year. So based on just the evidence, and the, the Eagles, I mean, they have not really faced a great quarterback all season long, and they're about to face the best one in the game. So they faced Daniel Jones twice, they faced Taylor Heineke twice, Cooper Rush once, Dak Prescott, who they lost to, that was the best quarterback they faced, they faced Rodgers, and they gave up 33 points to him. I mean, they're facing the likes of like very low-tier quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Davis Mills, Tannehill, Fields. They lost to Andy Dalton, for Pete's sake. And then even in the playoffs, they faced the, the 49ers' Josh Johnson. I mean, we have not seen them win against a good quarterback all season long. And this is just going to be something new for this young team that I just don't think that they're going to be able to overcome this. Because we have not seen them be able to do that, be able to stop an actually elite passer this year. 
That, I feel like I'm usually on the opposite side of that train. That Well, most because the Eagles have beaten these opponents by so much. If they were much closer game, I feel like that'd be a different story. Like something we talked about a lot about like Minnesota, say. But I think it does matter, like I mentioned last week, how you how you won. Yeah, or like why you won. Why did you win? I mean, how many more points did you have than the other team? Like what was your offense doing? Did you win because of your offense? Did you win because you just had one lucky turnover at the end? I mean, you can definitely make the point that the Eagles had a lot of turnovers because they did, and that's certainly a big part of why some of their wins are, but I think because they won some of their games by so much, that factors into it more for me than if they just won them by one score. Because, again, like I brought up before, Kansas City had close games with a lot of worse teams like Denver and Houston, and Kansas City lost earlier in the year to both Buffalo and Cincinnati. That's true, and, and but but also the 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 youth of of the and really not even the youth the inexperience of the Eagles in these moments could come back to bite them. And the fact that they have not they have like I think they're either first or second um, with 49ers being up there in leading in games. So they really we really haven't seen them be punched in the mouth. And if that happens here, do do they have the resilience to come back from that? Because they're so used to playing from ahead. Are they going to be able to adjust in the biggest game of the year if they happen to get punched in the mouth early in the game? That is a very big point. Because and I tend to think that it's going to happen the other way that they're going to be able to control the ground early and keep the script that they want. That but, is essential to them. Yes, but if they don't, I will be very concerned about the Eagles' chances to win early on. If their ground game can't get going and Mahomes is firing on all cylinders right out of the gates, say Kansas City builds an early lead, or even they just take a a lead of fourteen to seven and KC just keeps lapping, like the the Eagles can't keep up. They just never close the gap. Like Kansas City, every time the Eagles score a touchdown, Kansas City field, scores a field goal. They score another touchdown, something like that. That the Eagles don't have quite the offensive firepower to keep up with Mahomes if he has a lead. Yes, and the chief or the Eagles rather, they're they're so run centric that even if they had the will to mount a comeback, it would just take time, just because of the nature of their offense. They're very run centric, so run running, you choose the clock. Right. So you cut your time to come back substantially by uh, sticking to the run game, which is their strength. So I do think getting out to an early lead for the Eagles is, is very important. Yeah, or at the very least, keeping it close. Yeah, like neck and neck. Sort yeah, of. keeping it like within a three-point lead. Yeah. I think if it gets more than seven, like if it gets a ten-point lead, if it gets a two-score lead, that spells trouble for Philadelphia. Right, and and that's another just another reason why I'm just I, there's no score and there's no really no point in this game where I will feel like the Chiefs have lost it. Right, if the if the if it's going to the fourth quarter and the Eagles are up by three possessions, I will still. I w- I'm, I wouldn't maybe be confident, but I would be on the edge of my seat because we all know what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs can do. And it just there's no lead that feels safe with them, ever. Yeah, that's certainly a, a big point. And the interesting side about the Chiefs, I mean, and like I said, they've had some struggles in the regular season, but they are very hot right now. They have an 82% red zone touchdown percentage in their last five games. As clutch as they come. Right. So... 
I mean, that's a good point in Kansas City's favor is that they are the hotter team right now, I think, indisputably. Yes. I think the Eagles were overall the better team in the regular season, but Kansas City's hotter right now. So does that matter? Does it like? Do you think that plays a factor into it? Who's hotter? Oh, I definitely think it does. I mean, we've seen teams go on huge runs because simply because they're hot, like the Bengals last year, and even the Rams. I think we both agree that those were not the, the best teams necessarily in, in their conferences. They just happened to get hot at the right time. Right. So... It, I think that's also part of why it's good about this matchup or why I, I'm excited and like it a lot because I think these are the two best teams or two of the best teams you can get. Yes. And I would have liked to see the 49ers in it because I think that was really unfortunate what happened with them. But the the Eagles are, are deserving of this just as a unit. I don't know if there's been a team this year that has played as consistently good as they have on all levels of the field. Yeah, 100%. They're not like totally dependent on one unit. Right. Right. And one other point where you're a little bit, or I'm a little bit concerned for the Eagles, is Hurts under pressure. So a stat I heard was when being pressured by five rushers, Hurts is 28th in success rate and 29th in EPA per play, and his yards per attempt dropped from 8.5 to 5.5 when pressured. That's the fourth worst drop among quarterbacks. Wow. I mean, admittedly, he probably hasn't been uh, forced to do that a lot because his offensive line is so good. Yes. So maybe that plays into it. But that is a good point. The Chiefs the Chiefs' pass rush has been very good this year, like sneakily good. I don't think people realize. They're like top five in, in almost every category there. And Chris Jones has had a really nice season. Yeah, he, Chris Jones is just an absolute monster. So I have a, a very good set on him, right. actually. He's, he, that is just awesome to see yeah. that. Chris Jones gets double teamed on 68% of dropbacks. And that's a pretty insane clip, right? Yeah. He has a 21% pass rush win rate. That is by far the highest all defensive tackles in the league this year. So, I mean, just think about that. Being double teamed on 68% of dropbacks, but still having a 21% pass rush win rate? That's just insane. Incredible. I mean, Chris Jones has been doing it for so long, and... Maybe this is his best season ever at this age. It's just incredible to see that. Yeah, really amazing player for Kansas City. Right, the, this, the Kansas City's defense has been very opportunistic this year, and that has led to a lot of success. And, I mean, nobody really thinks of the Chiefs as a great defense, but the, when the moment is right, they have been there consistently for their team. Yeah, I mean, without the defense, they would not have won versus Cincinnati, I no, think. definitely not. And... Because they the offense was flubbing the last couple drives. Yeah, it definitely was. But I believe that maybe they can count on their offense more. At least for their hopes of winning, they need their offense to show up more than it did versus yeah. Cincinnati to win this one. Yes. It'll definitely be difficult because this secondary is much better. They talk a lot less than Cincinnati's secondary talks, <laughs> and they play a lot better than Cincinnati's secondary plays. Yes. All right, so I think that is our Super Bowl picks and analysis here. And as we all know, the Super Bowl is the maybe the most popular betting day of the year. And we, we, we got some wild and wacky uh, prop bets and other bets here for you on the Super Bowl. So let's get into that. Scott, what do you have? So I've got a few uh, prop bets I like here. So first one I'm going to talk about is I got Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns. And Mahomes actually had 
two-plus passing touchdowns in six of his last seven games. So I feel like this is almost an automatic one that I really like a lot. If I feel like the Chiefs are going to do anything offensively, Mahomes is going to have multiple touchdowns in this one. The second one I have is Hurts over 49.5 rushing yards. So an interesting one about this is in the Eagles' three highest pointed games this year was actually Hurts' three biggest rushing days. 38 points versus Detroit, he had 90 yards. 40 points versus Green Bay, he had 157 yards. And 48 points versus the Giants, he had 77 yards. So I think with the lights of brightest, they're going to run Hurts a lot, and he's going to have over 49.5 rushing yards. And my last one here is I have the Eagles kicker Jake Elliott under 7.5 points. The Eagles had were number 31, actually, this year in field goal attempts, which is very interesting for a team that scores as much as they do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's partially in part of how aggressive they get on, for, on fourth down, where they go for a lot of them to try and keep it alive and either lose possession or keep the drive going and go for touchdowns. But I found that to be a very interesting one, which is the reason why I picked the under for Jake Elliott's points. That is a very good point. I, I do like that bet a lot. So those are some of the prop bets that I like for the Super Bowl. Yes, and I do have a couple here uh, giving you my, my input. And there's mine are a bit weirder. So I, I think that uh, we all know about the Philly special. The only quarterback to ever catch a, a touchdown pass was, of course, Nick Foles for the Eagles. So I think the Eagles' nostalgia will come back to bite them here. They're gonna, they will attempt the Philly special, and it will be intercepted. That is my, so an Eagles, inter, uh, Eagles wide receiver will throw an interception in this game. A very fun take. I like that one. Yes. And on the opposite side, I believe the Chiefs will kind of uh, uh, spit it in their face here and also try a Philly special with Kelsey to Mahomes, and they will actually complete this one. So Travis Kelsey will throw a touchdown pass to Mahomes in this game. Really like your picks here. Very fun ones. Yes. Very interesting <laughs> ones. And another one here that is, I think this is maybe the best bet you can make all game, and it's Patrick Mahomes over on rushing yards. So on FanDuel, it's 19 and a half rushing yards. And we expect this maybe because the ankle maybe is bothering him. I think the Eagles defense is going to be maybe a little bit soft. And we all know Mahomes is mobile. So I think the ankle is not feeling as bad as some people are saying. He's going to surprise you. He's going to break free because they're not going to be expecting it. I think over 20, 19 and a half yards is a great bet for Mahomes on rushing yards. Yeah, I mean, in a Super Bowl, you really lay it all out on the line, and I think quarterback rushing is a big part of that, as they tend to temper, try and temper that during the regular season. But if it's your last game and you must win it, yes, your quarterback might be doing a little extra. Right, anything it takes, pulling out all the stops here. And the last bet here is, uh, I think the Super Bowl tends to be very, obviously very hyped up. We all want to see offense. I think it takes a little while to get the gears going. So I do believe the first quarter will be scoreless in this game. Ooh, another very interesting one. Yes. You've definitely got some interesting and fun ones here. And now for the final time this season, I will give you my weekly parlay bet. So throughout the year, I typically pick three games to pick on the money line, and obviously that's not an option anymore. So I will give you my three-leg parlay bet for the Super Bowl. I have the Philadelphia Eagles winning on the money line, I have the Philadelphia Eagles covering the spread at minus one and a half, and I have the match score under 50 and a half. That is my Super Bowl three-leg parlay. Eagles, Eagles covering the spread, 
And under 50 and a half. Definitely under 50 and a half. Yes. Now, I'm surprised the line's that high with the caliber of defense that these teams play. Certainly. And the injuries to the quarterback. So, yes, definitely like that. But the Chiefs will be winning it. So, unfortunately, my friend, you will not hit that bar leg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, those are our parlays and prop bets. And now another a fun idea that we thought would be fun to look back on is playing back our old clips here from the beginning of the season the, the, on our original takes of what we thought of these teams before the season started. So we're going to play you back our entire in-depth analysis clips from episode one this season of how we thought these teams would do. So first we're going to show you our predictions for Kansas City. And the Chiefs, I don't know. I see them taking a step back, I they're guess. They're going to have that post come to, like the playoffs. They may struggle a little bit in the regular season, but they're, they're going to advance in the playoffs, in my opinion. I think so, too. But, and you know one thing about the Chiefs that I think I'm my opinion differs on than a lot of people? A lot of people are low on their receiving core after losing Tyreek Kill, and obviously Tyreek Kill is a great receiver. Yeah. But I quite like what the Kansas City Chiefs have at oh, receiver I now. I love it. With Sky Moore, MVS, and Juju Smith-Schuster, as well as Mecole Hardman. They complement each other perfectly. And not to discount Travis Kelsey either. Like, yeah, oh my gosh. I quite like that receiving core. I know, it's one of the best in the league, I think. But people seem to be low on it, from what I've heard. I, I, don't, I don't see that. Like, it's... You got your speedster still. Like, MVS and Nicole Hartman are two of the fastest guys in the league. And you got your brute force and, like, Juju and Travis. Like, that's... Hey, that's a really good receiving core. And then Patrick Mahomes is more than a good enough core to, to make do with that. Like... Of course. We're, like, we're talking about, like... Not too many people I talk to are concerned with the Packers' offense. With their lack of receivers. And that's with Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes is, you know, right up there with Aaron Rodgers and how good he is. And he's got a much better receiving core. So don't even tell me the Chiefs are going to struggle at all in the passing games here because they're they are not. So yeah, I think that that was pretty good takes on both of our parts there. And that was surprisingly spot on. I really liked your take there. How you said that they would struggle in the regular season, but advance in the playoffs, which they did. Yes, and uh, good points on both of us by saying that. Um, they, they have a better receiving core than some people thought. I mean, it took a little too far when I said one of the best in the league. But, I mean, sure enough, Mahomes more than may do, and he's probably going to win the MVP this year. He definitely should win the MVP, and they had one of the top offenses in the year. Yeah. J- just like we kind of said they would. Right. I think we both, just in the end, we trusted Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the offensive minds they have there, and, and their playoff experience would lead to success. Right. And, yeah, the bumps in the road were inevitable after, you know, a big adjustment like that, but... Uh, I think a very good job by us, so give ourselves a pat on the back on that one. I agree. <laughs> one of our better takes this year. And uh, we'll go into our second one now. We'll see what we had to say about the Eagles coming into the year. I've been very low on the Eagles. I did not think they belonged in the playoffs last year. They didn't. They, they beat like, garbage teams. <laughs> I'm not a Jalen Hurts believer. I No. People have been very high on them, and I have not been on the Eagles train whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I think Devontae Smith is a rail. I don't think he's going to do much of anything in the NFL. Uh, and A.J. Brown is, is a great receiver, but, I mean, when you're a receiver, you're only as good as your quarterback can be. And Jalen Hurts, like you said, I just don't – I did see it. Like, he was – like like a lot of the, a lot of the guys, like – Tyler Huntley type of people like he can run but that's really it you know like a lot of guys can run a lot of guys can make plays off script that doesn't make them good quarterbacks 
and the fact that they didn't beat a single team with a winning record last year yep. was just I don't I don't know. And Coach Sirianni is he's a joke. <laughs> he's like the polar opposite of Dan Campbell, like just completely yeah. awful at the podium. <laughs> Personally, I will be betting the under for the Eagles' record this season. What is what is the the, the number for their wins? It has been around nine. Nine? Eight and a half to nine. I have them going nine, but, yeah, I, I would bet the under on that. <laughs> because I, depending on how the season goes, they may bench hurts. And then it's all over from there. Oh, so, yeah, a little bit rough on that one there. <laughs> a little. Yeah, not, not so spot on there. Uh, my Devontae Smith point was horrible. I said he, he wouldn't ever do much, and he proceeds to have his best season over 1,000 yards. Yeah, I do want to point out that the last year's playoff take still stands. They did not belong that year. Oh, very much so, yes. But, I mean, another great point there where you compared uh, Jalen Hurts to Tyler Huntley. <laughs> I mean, Huntley was in the Pro Bowl this year. Yes, that, that's a good comp. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good comp. Tell me, Eagles fans, you wouldn't like Huntley on your team just as much. <laughs> but it, it did take me a long time to come around on Hurts, but he ended up yes. having a very good year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I think we both, it, it's one of those things we reluctantly were like, okay, this guy's a guy. Yeah, yeah. he's good. And also my under on uh, Eagles wins this year, uh, that I had to stare at that in my open bets for the vast majority of the year. Yeah, they like won. They like supplanted that as soon as they could. <laughs> yeah, I think they uh, only lost one game. I think. Yeah, I think they had already gone over that before they lost a game. Yeah, <laughs> and like uh, my Sirianni like <laughs> is a joke. Take was awful, but I think I've what I've learned is like never doubt the quirky coaches. Like, Mike McDaniels, Nick Sirianni, Dan Campbell, like, all of them are doing great jobs. Like, next time we see a quirky coach, I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I like that one. Yeah, so an equally bad take on the Eagles and an equally good one on the Chiefs. I would agree. Hey, these things are not easy. You know, we're just, we're just trying to do our best to predict the future here. <laughs> but we're marking our words and we're bringing them back, good or bad. Yes, we are. <laughs> all right, so that's, that's our Super Bowl edition. We hope you enjoyed it. And um, we will be back next week to, to break down the Super Bowl and all that happened in it. And we will be doing our um, tallying up the scores for our season predictions. So we mentioned how that was scored in the first episode. And we're going to be going through all our predicted playoff brackets and season predictions and seeing who came out on top, who predicted the future the best. So look forward to that in next episode. Look forward to the Super Bowl. Don't be afraid to go crazy. This is the event of the year in football and really in sports. So we hope you enjoy yourselves. We certainly will. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Russ and Scott. We are tuning in.